are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me over on YouTube, at Coos Ballroom. You can also find me at Detroit Bad Boys, find articles about the Pistons. And today, guys, we got a lot of things to talk about. A bunch of quick hitters, honestly. There's nothing really big to talk about, but there's a couple small things that have happened the past few days and if you guys don't follow me on twitter or don't follow the lockdown pistons podcast on twitter um, i gave you guys a reason for why you guys did not get an episode on thursday so like i say all the time assuming that most of you guys are listeners in michigan uh, i'm sure there's quite a few of you guys who aren't in michigan but i'm going to assume the majority of you guys are in michigan but if you lived in michigan you would know that we've been getting non-stop like like bipolar type of thunderstorms and 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 just rainstorms like it's it's been insane. Like today, I worked. I I on the side, I'm a delivery driver for Jets Pizza on the side. So I'm delivering, and like literally every hour, it goes from sunny to nonstop raining. Sunny, downpour. Sunny, I'm drenched. Like it's insane. So on Thursday, we got a really bad storm for like literally only lasted like two hours. It lasted like two hours, and the sun came back out, and then it started storming again. But anyways, long story short, uh, I lost power. On Thursday, uh, I was in. You know what really makes it worse too? Like I understand you guys missed the Lockdown Pistons podcast, and I ended up not being able to record some. But what really made it worse was that I was in the middle of the MLB the Show game, and I like I was winning and everything. I got kicked in the, in the middle of it, so that sucks, man. But yeah, I lost my power on Thursday. Um, or actually, would it be Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday I lost my power. That's why you guys didn't get one on Thursday. But now I'm back. Power is back. Thank God. So we got a podcast for you guys today. We're gonna be talking about a few things, such as. Some quotes from Jeremy Grant over at Team USA camp. Uh, we also have some bad news. Not, it doesn't seem like it's terrible news, too scary of news, but definitely some not some great news with Isaiah Stewart. And also, we're going to talk about Cade Cunningham, as usual, some of the things that came out about him. And then at the very end of the podcast, I had a few Kool-Aid submissions. I know there's a, some of you guys who really like that segment. Uh, so we'll answer some of the few submissions I got at the very end. But yeah, let's go ahead and get right into it. So Team USA training camp has started. Uh, I don't know if that's what they call it, training camp or practice, whatever the hell they call it. Uh, but yeah, that started, and we got some quotes today from Jeremy Grant and from Draymond Green, actually, about Jeremy Grant. So let me go ahead and read this quote from Draymond Green. Now, this was tweeted out by James Edwards III of The Athletic. He says, Draymond Green on Jeremy Grant. His growth, I remember the scouting report in Philly. He's downhill and Euro-stepping. Said he's always watching the Pistons and is impressed by what Jeremy is doing and what he's turned into. He goes on to say as well, that Jeremy Grant isn't at USA camp taking a backseat to guys. He's being aggressive. Added that he's going to be a big part of winning the gold. So this is not too big of a deal. Uh, it's fun to hear some players talk about Jeremy Grant, but this is one of the things that can come out of having a player who's capable and, and good enough to be on the USA team. You make relationships with players. Now, it seems like that Jeremy Grant already has a decent relationship with some of the stars. Like I, I'm pretty sure it was Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard, I believe, who wanted... Kevin Durant and someone else, I believe, I think it was Damian Lewis, who wanted Jeremy Grant 
to be on the USA team, actually told Greg Popovich to go get Jeremy Grant to bring him onto the team once, I believe it was Harden, who ended up not being able to play. So I'm sure he already has some decent connections in the league, but building on those relationships, I think that's actually like an underrated part of like team building. Uh, and some of the things, like I guess that comes to luck, I guess. You have to be lucky that some some of your players have great relationships across the league and players want to come play with them. So this is the kind of thing that can help teams like Detroit. They have three guys there at the USA camp. Obviously, I don't think it's like a big storyline or huge thing, but definitely it's one of those tiny things that like stack up. And being able to create relationships with stars and, and really good players doesn't hurt. It definitely can help in, in team building. It definitely can help in recruitment. So, yeah, I think these quotes from Draymond are actually pretty cool. He didn't have to talk about Jeremy Grant. Um, it doesn't say why he talked about Jeremy Grant. I don't know if he was asked a question directly about Jeremy Grant. Uh, but if he wasn't, it was pretty cool that he went out of his way to talk about Jeremy Grant. If he was asked a question about Jeremy Grant, uh, he didn't have to say some of the things he said, and he did. So pretty cool to hear, and like I said, it could be useful down the line when the Pistons are trying to recruit some players to come play for Detroit. And that's going to be kind of something that we hit on in the next segment as well with Cade Cunningham. But some other news first, coming out of the USA camp, this is not good news with Isaiah Stewart. It seems like Isaiah Stewart, actually not seems like it's confirmed, uh, Isaiah Stewart did have an ankle injury in the USA team practice today uh, on Thursday. So it doesn't seem like it's too bad. It doesn't seem like that it's that big of a deal. I feel like we probably would have heard about it by now if it was like some, oh, he broke his ankle or anything bad like that. Um, but it did say that he ended up leaving practice to go get treatment on it. And don't need to talk about this too much. It sucks, obviously, to hear that Stu got hurt. But I really like that he's getting the experience with these guys. But it's also... One of those things that you take the chance with when playing in the summer doing these kind of things is actual extra reps. Usually guys take this time to, at least they take some time to get like a vacation or a break. And especially with the shortened off season and the quick turnaround compared to all the other years again coming up for the NBA season. I think it's something the teams have to be con- concerned with and think about when they have players who are trying to go do this, especially for Olympics. That's not going to be just lasting for practice. They're going to have to go over and compete for a large majority of their off season, then to turn around quickly and play again. So... Uh, it definitely is something that teams should probably keep in the back of their mind. Uh, Isaiah Stewart seems like he's going to be okay. But I think the Pistons should at least consider, um, I believe actually I saw someone tweet this that, I don't know if this is true or not, I could be falling for something, but someone tweeted that like someone wrote an article that if the Pistons have one of their young guys get hurt, the Pistons are going to just sit the rest of their guys if one of them gets hurt. Uh, I don't know if that's really true. I'm going to assume that it's not, but I think they should consider that if it was me, I don't really want to take a chance at my guys getting hurt in offseason. Now, I understand playing for the USA team is, is pretty pretty nice, and some people take real pride in it. But uh, especially when they go, a lot of these rookies and the Pistons, especially their young guys, are going to be playing in the Las Vegas Summer League as well. So I, I would be careful of how much how much they actually play in this offseason. Like, I probably, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if the Pistons, like, sat Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bath like maybe one or two games. Same thing with Kay Cunningham when he gets drafted or Keelan Hayes. Whoever whoever's playing the Las Vegas Summer League that that is on this team and in the rotation, I wouldn't be surprised if they just only play like one or two games and sit because it's not really worth it in my opinion to really play them. And you don't want to have any freak injuries happen. Pistons seem like they avoided one with Isaiah Stewart. It just seems like a rolled ankle. But yeah, that was my thoughts on that. When we come back, we're going to talk about Kay Cunningham and something that's come out about him and some reports. We'll talk about that and also an argument that we got into, me and a couple of other Piston guys got into on the Spotify Green Room app, which you guys should go download and hang up, hang out with me, Duncan Smith, all kinds of guys on Mondays and Thursdays and join the Lockdown Pistons room on Saturdays. But anyways, before we get into all that, let me tell you about one of our sponsors today, BetOnline AG. 
Betting is now legal in Michigan, and if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I ran into. There are so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's where I found Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, but the NBA and MLB are still in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, BetOnline has you covered there too. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best place, best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus and your first deposit, and to make sure you use promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So I'm recording this podcast in the middle of the Bucks and Suns game two. Uh, I just want to say real quick that Drew Holiday and Chris Milton have to be like the most frustrating guys of all time to watch. I feel so bad for Bucks fans. These dudes at halftime were shooting 5 of 24 from the field combined. Uh, let's see what they're shooting now. I'm sure the game's back on by the time I got in here. So now they're shooting 6 of 26. Still, just pure awful. Chris Milton's 2 of 10. I mean, Giannis is doing his thing. He has, he's 6 of 11, 15 and 8. And it's just like he can't get any help. Uh, it, these guys are so frustrating to watch as a fan. A guy that's not even a fan of the Bucks. I feel bad for Bucks fans. These guys like only show up like one or two games a series. They can never show up at the same time, and most of the time they're having just awful games. And it's just it, it, it's frustrating as hell to watch. <laughs> so I feel bad for Bucks fans. But anyways, getting to what we want to talk about with Kay Cunningham. So I'm sure there was a you guys have heard about the report about Kay Cunningham, and if you guys haven't, it says from Bleacher Report that Kay Cunningham would be, quote-unquote, very excited if the Detroit Pistons took him number one in the draft. So we're going to dig deeper into like some of the arguments that I got into today, or we all got into with uh, with uh, some people on Spotify Green Room and discuss that. But this part right here is something that I think shouldn't be overlooked. Also, before we keep going with that, I just want to say that the person who reported this, his name was Jonathan Giveney, he says, I would put Cunningham as the, quote-unquote, overwhelming favorite. You guys remember who reported that Kay Cunningham was the quote-unquote overwhelming favorite a week ago. Your guys' very own Lockdown Pistons host. I did report that. I said the Pistons that Kay Cunningham was the overwhelming favorite for the Detroit Pistons a week ago. And barring a, a godfather trade offer, he was going to be drafted by the Pistons. So I just want to say, now that's two people saying the exact same words as I did. So, hey, here's what it is. Take it for what you want. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm amazing, but, you know, I'm saying that I may know some things. You feel me? But anyways... I think Kay Cunningham saying he would be very excited to join the Pistons is is not something that we should just gloss over. I think it's very important that the Pistons have players who, one, really want to play for him. And another thing, I think Pistons fans, Pistons players, the Pistons front office, ownership, everyone, everyone should be really happy to hear him say this because this means some of the things that Troy Weaver was talking about when he was first hired last summer is already starting to pay off. He talked about mainly about the culture, how he wanted to build a culture here, make it to where players wanted to come here and play, wanted to be a part of this restoration in Detroit. And a year later, you already got Jeremy Grant talking about the reasons he came in. We've talked about that all the time. He talked about how much he loves it here. You got all the rookies who seem like ecstatic to be here, and they've done great job developing over a rookie season. All of them seem like they struggled at the very beginning. Each one of them got better as the season progressed and seemed to be really good picks. Troy Reaver has done an excellent job with all of his swings he's taken. It seems like that he hasn't really missed on anything through a year. And I understand over one year, it's not that big of a deal. You, you would say, well, you know, it's only been a year. He doesn't have much that he has done. I believe in Spotify Green Room earlier, someone said that Troy Weaver has made 22 transactions since he took over the Pistons. He's completely reshaped this roster, and I don't think we can look at one thing that he's done wrong. So you combine all that together with the culture and players already buying into Detroit with Jeremy Grant, etc. 
And now you've got Kay Cunningham saying he's very excited to be a part of the Detroit Pistons organization if he does get drafted there. I, I think that's a pretty big deal. I'm not going to lie. I understand it's not... It's just it's just words and it's just reports, whatever. But I think that's a big deal because Detroit over the last twelve years, just I don't think it has been a very attractive spot to play. Obviously, they haven't been very good. I don't think they've shown a, a, a reason for players to believe that they can build a good team. And I think this shows what Jeremy Grant started off. The play of the players throughout the season showed it. The culture and the and the and the respectability that was building across the league uh, showed it. And now with Kay Cunningham, someone who's about to be drafted number one, saying that he's going to be very excited to be a part of the Detroit Pistons organization and hopes that they draft him. I think that speaks to how well Troy Reaver has done and how far this team and franchise has already come along in just one year. I mean, I've said this already multiple times on the podcast. I said it a few times when Bryce was a guest on here from Motor City Hoops. I've said this multiple times. The Pistons are already on the clock. They haven't even selected Kay Cunningham yet, but they're already on the clock with him. Because you see how all these top picks go. You see how it went with Anthony Davis. You see how it's already starting to go with Zion Williamson. You can go through all of the superstars that get drafted to the small market or smaller market teams. How the clock starts instantly to prove to them that they can win. LeBron, you saw it there. You you can go everywhere. It happens all the time. That's why I really like the fact that we have the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals, by the way. Because both their guys stayed, stayed loyal, and the team was able to build a good team around them, which is super cool to see. But anyways... You see what happens when you select a superstar like this. You're instantly on the clock. So the Pistons have to be already starting to prove to Kay Cunningham, not, and not even just Kay Cunningham, to all the players across the league that may eventually want to end up joining Kay Cunningham down the line, joining Jeremy Grant down the line, Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bey, all these guys. They, they're already on the clock trying to show that, hey, we got this guy in Kay Cunningham. We're capable of building around him. We're going to be a good culture. We got good teammates. We got a good coach. We got a good system here. People want to play for us, and we can build a good team. You have to prove that, and you have to be ready to take on that type of challenge. And I think the Pistons are nailing it so far. Obviously, they haven't even selected Kay Cunningham yet, but that I think that's what makes it even more cool that he's openly saying that he wants to be a part of the Detroit Pistons. I know that a lot of you guys have been tweeting me like these Instagram clips, apparently, of his story where his trainer is like making a bunch of like side comments about Detroit. Oh, we're going to the past, or not the past. We're going to Detroit. Uh, I think one of them actually said a comment about, oh, make me the announcer next year for Mason since he's retiring. Though, he's not retiring. I don't know why he said that. But, yeah, they were making all kinds of comments about him going to Detroit. And I believe Cade said when the Pistons won the lottery, there was a clip going around of him on Instagram saying, we're about to go De- about to go turn Detroit up. So, I think that's great. I really love that, that you have someone who's already wanting to be a part of the organization. I think that speaks highly of what Troy Reaver has done. And Dwayne Casey as well. You guys know I'm not the biggest Dwayne Casey fan, but he was this past season is his best year on the job, and I, you gotta give credit to him too because he's a part of this restoration as well. I think they're doing a great job so far, and this speaks to it. But yeah, let me know what you guys think about this. What were your guys' reaction when you guys heard that the report about Kay Cunningham being very excited to join the Pistons if they draft him? Do you guys think it's a big deal to hear him say that, or do you think I'm overblowing it? It's not really that big of a deal. Make sure you guys let me know at Kukahill NBA or at Locked On Pistons, but. Coming up, we're going to answer the few Kool-Aid questions that I did receive, and hopefully those will have be a lot of fun for you guys to hear and go through. But before we get into all that, let me tell you guys about your guys' favorite sponsor. You guys know who it is, Built Bar. The best-tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors in caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible-tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. 
A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor, packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So before we get into the Kool-Aid submissions, the few that I did get, I did tweet out this this little topic I wanted to talk about today, and it was actually pretty fun. I got a lot of responses about this. This was really fun to go through. I just wanted to read off some of these responses. So the tweet I tweeted out was, I have a fun topic for tomorrow's podcast. Would love to hear you guys chime in. Who is the NBA player that you loved watching, even though they weren't really that good? Like, even enjoyed them when they were struggling. Do any of you guys have that player? So before I even read off what your guys' responses were, which I'm telling you, a lot of these are funny. (laughs) So I can't wait to read them to you guys. But the one for me is obviously Stanley Johnson. You guys probably already knew that. Stanley Johnson, even when he struggled for the Pistons, he was just my guy. I I just really enjoyed watching him. He wasn't really that good. He never was really that good, I guess. It sucks for me to have to say that and admit that. But, you know, I I always enjoyed watching Stanley, and I still enjoy watching Stanley. And, you know, that's that's my player. I think that's the only player I really have. Him and Derrick Rose, except Derrick Rose has always been really good. He just had that one stint when he was just, like, really bad. Uh, that I think it was 2018-19 season or 17-18 season. Um, but outside of that, yeah, Stanley Johnson was my guy. Not really good, uh, struggled. But even when he struggled, I still liked watching him play. So let's go through some of these submissions that you guys said. So we got Carlos Delfino. I remember watching Carlos Delfino when I was younger. It feels like that he was a part of the Pistons for a lot longer, but... He used to always get drafted in 2K and our in, in my 2K leagues with my friends because he could just shoot threes and he was a good pick late in the rounds. So yeah, Carlos Delfino definitely is a throwback. Uh, Jason Maxiel, uh, I gotta be honest, I didn't really like Jason Maxiel growing up. Uh, I, I did not like his game at all. I thought he was very annoying. Uh, Brandon Jennings, I don't know if Brandon Jennings qualifies for this because he was pretty good. Uh, Ish Smith, he also was a, a, a good player. He wasn't like a great player, but I don't know if Ish Smith qualifies for this. <clears throat> um, next we got Tony Snell. Uh, I guess Tony Snell can count for here. I mean, I get he's decent, but I guess I wouldn't call him good. Uh, Tony Snell was decent. I, I actually, you know, I don't know if I can say I enjoyed watching him play at all. I was credentialed in his one season here, and he was just as boring as he was on the court. He was just as boring in the locker room. Uh, so yeah, can't can't say I enjoyed watching him. <laughs> you got Luke Kennard. Don't think he qualifies for. He's good. Uh, Glenn Davis. That's a funny one. Big Baby Davis. I know he's probably one of. The, it's crazy that he's like not a very good player at all. But still, it's probably one of the more like popular former athletes right now because simply of his nickname and his play style and I guess kind of as well what he's done after retiring, some of the things he said. But yeah, that's a pretty funny one. Um, we got Jordan Clarkson before he was good. Okay, that's a good one. He was entertaining. You got Flip Murray. That's a throwback one. I, only reason why I remember him is because of 2K. I remember playing. Actually, it might have been even NBA Live uh, that I was playing. I remember seeing him on the roster. So that's a throwback one. I don't remember watching him play really though. Uh, this person says, does Boban count? Eh, I don't know if I'd count Boban. He's not really bad. So I, I'm not going to really count Boban. I don't think that counts. Uh, the next one, Amir Johnson. I don't think he was bad. Uh, he was. He had played a long career too. I don't think he counts as bad. Uh, Ronald Dupree. I don't know who the hell that is. I, you know, I kind of think I can remember, like I can picture something in a video game of Ronald Dupree. Uh, but I can't, I can't say I really know who the hell that is. I probably should go back and look. Uh, Bobo, fun answer. Poku, fun answer as well. Pistons version of Tracy McGrady, <laughs> that, that right there is, 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 I love the honesty, horsepower hoops, I love the honesty there to say Pistons version of 
Tracy McGrady. That 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 guy suck. <laughs> but uh, next one, we got a few of these too. Anthony Tolliver, he's a few of them. I don't think he was bad. I think Anthony Tolliver was actually a decent player, a good role player. I don't know if he qualifies, but yeah, he definitely was a fan favorite here. We all love Anthony Tolliver. Terry Mills, okay. Josh Childress, I remember him as well with the Afro and, and 2K as well. Uh, Jonas Jarebko. Jonas Jarebko, I think he played a decent career. He had a long career. I don't know if he counts as this bad. Uh, Walter Herman. This is by far my favorite one. This was from Pistons Pro Wrestling fans. Walter Herman, I was waiting to see someone say him. Walter Herman was funny as hell the one. I remember watching him when I was a kid. I think he only played like one or two seasons for the Pistons. Uh, but that dude... I remember drafting him in, in the little 2K leagues all the time. He was funny, and he could shoot in at least 2K. I don't know if he, like, obviously must not have been that good of a shooter if he didn't last very long, but he was a funny one. I always will remember Walter Herman with the hair and everything. It was funny as hell to watch him play. Uh, will Bynum, that's another cool one. Fun story, my high school coach played against Will Bynum. He remember, I remember him telling us that he used to think he was going to the NBA and he was going to try to get there, and then he went up against Will Bynum. And realize, yeah, I'm not going nowhere. I can't. I I'm just not making it to the NBA. But yeah, Will Bynum's a good one. Bob Sura, Langston Galloway, Mickey Moore. I remember him from 2K. Jerome Williams, Stacy Augman. This Keith Black said this one. I don't know who the hell Stacy Augman is. Uh, let me know if I should know who that is. But I don't know who the hell that is. Another Terry Mills, Rodney Stuckey. That's a funny one. But I don't think he ever was actually bad. Uh, who else? Uh, Jerome Williams again. Kyle Singler, that's a good one. That's a good one. Kyle Singler was decent, though, with the Pistons, but that's a good one. Um, John Barry, John Mengel, Don Reed. We got another Ronnie Stuckey, Jeff McGinnis. I mean, these were all some pretty fun. I like this. I, I like all the submissions you guys gave me. This was pretty fun. So, yeah, if you guys didn't get to participate in that, let me know on on Twitter, at NBA or at Lockdown Pistons, if there was a player who just wasn't really that good at all, and even when they were playing bad, you guys still enjoy just watching. You just really like watching. Oh, there's another one as well. Derek Williams. That's actually a throwback one as well. Uh, I used to like Derek Williams. I thought he was going to be good, but that was back when I was younger. I didn't really know anything. Also, he had some insane dunks that he would pull off in 2K. He was like a mini LeBron. Uh, I think me and my friends would call him light-skinned LeBron. So there, there's that. But yeah, let me know what you guys, if, if you guys have a player who was just not that good, but you guys still enjoyed watching him anyways. You guys didn't really care that he was bad. You guys just, just liked watching him. But yeah, moving on to the few Kool-Aid submissions we got. Uh, this one is from Joshua White. He says, a realistic ceiling for Bay is to be Detroit's Jay Crowder. Um, I'm not going to say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on that one because I think Sadiq Bay's ceiling is higher than that. The thing is, when people say ceiling, or at least when I talk about ceiling and describe it, it's not who I project them to be or even think it's likely that they're going to become. It could be incredibly unlikely. But ceiling is like the absolute best I think they could become. I think Sadiq can be way better. Like his absolute ceiling, if I had to say, okay, well, everything works out for him and he's able to develop these key things that I, I think he needs to develop, I think he can become better than Jay Crowder. I do think Jay Crowder is a good comparison, though, for him. I think if he became Jay Crowder for the Pistons, that would be really good. I'd be happy with that. I, I don't, People are going to hate that I said that. But I really don't think I don't see what the problem is with these players like not becoming stars. Like it's okay if they just become like decent to pretty nice starters. They don't need to be superstars or anything. I I'd be okay with him becoming uh, Jay Crowder if they filled out the other pieces and got the the guy and K Cunningham and continued to build pieces around them. Jay Crowder is a good player. I I'd be okay if Sadiq became him. Uh, but next we got hmm, let me see here. Uh, this one's from Robel Rich. He says Kool Aid number one. Suns Valley have the best jerseys and branding in the NBA. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. I absolutely love the Suns jerseys. I love their whole branding. I love their logo. I literally love all of it. I, the Suns court, 
uh, literally everything, their, their, their accessories, their gear, the stuff you can buy in the store. Like I, I love all of it. I would love to get some, some, uh, Phoenix Suns gear. I think it's absolutely amazing. So I agree with you there. Uh, next one, he says the Pistons Godfather offer involves selecting Cade, not passing on him, then trading him in a three team trade with OKC and Cleveland Pistons get four future first rounders and end up with Jalen green. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that one because even if that, I, I don't know if that would even be considered a Godfather offer, but if it was, I still want to drink it because I just get Cade Pistons, please, Pistons, please don't overthink this. Just draft damn Cade. I can't wait till the draft gets here. I can't handle all these reports and speculation articles coming out. It's just, it, it's driving me crazy. Just hurry up and get here in Pistons. Please just keep it simple and draft Cade Cunningham. My God. Uh, next, this one's from Rob Ventil. He says, Once Brothers is the best 30 for 30 documentary. I gotta say, you guys might like clown me for this or come at me over this, but keep it simple. I, I've never seen Once Brothers. I've never seen that documentary. I just haven't. I'm sorry. Uh, you guys may come after me for that, but hey, it is what it is. I, I, never seen it. Anyways, moving on. Uh, this one's from Ban or Bard. Oh, Bard Down. He says the Pistons will be able to lure a star free agent with their cap space in 2022. Um, I'm not going to drink the Kool Aid in, in that because I don't think that the Pistons are going to get a star free agent. I think they can continue to get good pieces. Um, unless Kate Cunningham comes onto the scene and looks like an absolute like stud instantly, uh, I don't think the Pistons will be able to get that star uh, right away. I think they need to still be able to prove that they can win. Of course, unless. Kay Cunningham comes into the scene, looks like absolutely godsend, and Jeremy Grant continues to look good, and the team actually looks really good, and if someone wants to come join them, then I'd fall back on that. But I think that 2022 is a little bit too soon to assume that they could pull something like that off. Um, this one is from Bryce over at Motor City Hoops, the one that's always on the podcast with me. He has three of them for me, just like he did last time. So, first one, he says, Iron Man is the best Marvel Universe character. Absolutely drinking it, man. When Iron Man died in Endgame, every all my boys, I don't care what you guys say, we shed a tear, man. I shed a tear. It was so depressing. That man, that man, Iron Man, dog. He's just, he's a monster, man. Best one. He was easily my favorite character in the Marvel Universe. My my new favorite is Mobius. And by the way, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't watched Loki yet, skip ahead like 20 seconds. Uh, but hey, you got, they thought they could hold my man Mobius down. I'm t- they thought they could hold my man Mobius down. They were not keeping him down, man. That that man Mobius is a monster. If you guys haven't watched that last episode, but hey, that man Mobius is a demon, man. That's all I got to say about it. Anyways, next one. He says, Ku and the fiance will be in the Las Vegas for the Summer League. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid on that because we don't know yet. I'm still waiting to see if some things can work out my way. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you guys updated on that. But right now, I can't say I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because I don't know if I'm sure about that. Uh, next one, he says, Hamadou Diallo will be a starter next season. Um, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on that, even though I think there's a future where that could happen or a scenario where that could play out. I just don't think it's a likely scenario, and it's not one that I think is going to happen. Uh, me and him kind of, me and Bryce kind of talked about this on the last podcast that I, I published. Um, I think we can kind of get more into it moving forward with not just Bryce, but other people as well. But I don't think that... I think Hamadou Diallo could realistically become the Pistons starting small forward. I don't think any of the rookies are like guaranteed starting spots moving forward. That's that's including Killian Hayes and Sadiq Bey. And I think Hamadou Diallo has a ceiling or ha- has a projection where he could become simply better than Sadiq Bey. And he could be the starter and, and the, the one that should be starting. So, I don't know. Maybe not next season. I could see a future, though, where it ends up happening eventually. So, I, I don't know if that's like me copping out. But I can't drink the Kool-Aid on that one. For next season, that is. Uh, and then the last one is, are you drinking that Bay will set the Pistons all-time single season three-point record for most makes in a season? Yeah. 
Uh, I am drinking the Kool-Aid on that. I think he probably, to be honest, I think he probably breaks it next year. I mean, right now, just his rookie season, he ended up fourth. It was 175 threes, and that was on a shortened season in only 72 games. And he didn't end up playing all 72 of those games. I think he played like 69 or 70 of them. But either way, in an 82-game season, this Pistons all-time three-point field goal uh, leader is Allen Houston with 191. Uh, yeah, I think Sadiq Bey probably shatters that at some point. I think he breaks it as soon as next year. But then I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up like completely shattering his own record as well at uh, some point down the line. You know what's pretty funny to see, though, is that Blake Griffin is number two on this list. You want to know... Something else, he's number one in their three-point field goal attempts in a single season as well, like by far. He has 520, 20, uh, 522 in the 2018-19 season. Second is Jerry Stackhouse in 2000-2001. So uh, that's pretty crazy. Sadiq Bey is fifth on that list, though, at 460 attempts. So I think Sadiq Bey ends up shattering both those uh, records, probably in like the next two seasons or three years, who knows. But yeah, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid on that one. But that will finish it off. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'm sorry I didn't get you guys a podcast on Thursday. Like I said, but my power went out. It is what it is. I might give you guys a, a special podcast on Saturday since we missed out on one on Thursday and didn't have one Monday to celebrate the holiday. But like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. i see you guys later. Make sure you guys go down below if you haven't already. Leave a five-star review and write a review below for a mailbag. You guys can ask me questions down there, and I'll answer them on the mailbags on Wednesday or a Kool-Aid submission. doesn't matter whichever one. Uh, just make sure you guys go do that if you haven't already. Follow me on Twitter at NBA. Follow the Lockdown Pistons Twitter at Lockdown Pistons. And enjoy you guys' weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. Peace out, everybody.